Welcome, welcome to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on your drive home or at home, chilling and relaxing. Wherever you are right about now, I'm glad you are tuning in. Happy birthday to Candy Burris. That that's her her song right there. Uh, you know she is a singer songwriter galore, and uh, from the group, the R&B group Escape. So happy birthday to her. Um, I hope she's enjoying that wherever she is. Uh, listen. Another great show, as always. Another great contributor also that we have for the day. You can feel free to call in. Join in on the conversation if you want to call and say, listen, Rob and I agree, I disagree. Or if you have a question about something or just want to simply say hello, you can do that as well by calling 1-800-920-1580. Or you can meet us over there on YouTube, which is KBLA1580. And that's on YouTube, that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those things. And so make sure you're following all of our social media platforms. You could also follow me, Robin Ayers, because you should, and it's fun like that. Uh, wow, do we have an update? Uh, I do have an update. I guess it's, it's the breaking news of the day. Montana, <laughs> the state Montana, becomes the first state to actually ban TikTok. Ah, I, 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 of course, this was a big, big topic. And, you know, these were in the headlines. TikTok has been in the headlines for reasons that we know um, people want to ban them. Not the kids, <laughs> you know, but uh, politicians and our government um, and certain people in our government are saying we should get rid of it because of privacy issues, not necessarily because as as some would think that it's dumbing down our kids. But it's not necessarily that they're just saying for privacy matters and um, they want to go ahead and ban it. And so Montana stepped up and said, this is exactly what we're going to do. So that is breaking news for you. I do have a question of the day for you before we go ahead and get started. The question of the day. I saw this and people went in on this and I have to know what you think about it. Husband and wife and son are flying from Los Angeles to Tokyo. They're going to Japan. The, the husband and wife, they get upgraded to first class. There is a picture of them sitting very, very nicely in first class. They're drinking their champagne or wine or whatever it is that they're drinking. Their 10-year-old son is stuck in, <laughs> he's back in the economy seats. Now, they are, the, the parents are happy and they're saying, listen, he can be back there. The 10-year-old, he can sit, sit back there by himself. But the question is, morally, is that right to do? Do you, I mean, should you leave your kid back there sitting in, in coach? And uh, while you are having yourself a great old time, just because you've earned enough points, you you know, there are all kinds of reward systems and things like that. But they're, they got tore apart. I want to know what you think. I'll go ahead and make that the question of the day. Is it wrong for parents to go ahead and be upgraded to first class and leave their child 10 years old in the uh, coach seats? I'll ask you that. You can think about it and uh, let me know what you think inside of our YouTube chat. But Andy, I think we should go ahead and uh, talk about the Raw Report today. Now it's time for a breakdown. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I mean, he doesn't stay out of the news for long, does he? <laughs> he never really does. But this time he's saying something that's 
uh, I don't know if quite controversial, but definitely will have you thinking one side or the other. And he's talking about working from home. We'll talk about what he says and why people are bashing him or why people are actually agreeing with him. And I'd love to get your take on it as well. So we'll talk Elon Musk on the other side. We're also going to talk about Nicki Minaj's mom, Carol Mirage who um, is is a wonderful woman. She's an author, philanthropist. She's a singer, songwriter. She's a playwright, motivational speaker. The list goes on and on. But she's also a survivor of domestic abuse. And she is now helping other survivors of domestic abuse. We'll talk about how she plans to do that, who she's partnering with, and if that in fact, it's also a good idea or if there's another way she could go about helping them. We will talk about all of that. We also have a guest on the latter part of the show today that I'm excited to have with us here at The Raw Report. So we will talk about that and I will introduce him in just a little bit. Um, you are inside The Raw Report on KBLA Top 1580. Please stay right there. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Lil Real. Right now, I'm hanging out with Robin on The Raw Report. You're inside the Raw Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. The Ad Council. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the Raw Report Report. with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. I think it's best that we go ahead and jump right into this. I want to go ahead and get our entertainment contributor of the day, TK Trinidad. I want to get her up in here. Hello, TK. Happy Wednesday. It seems like time hey. just flies by hey, so hey, fast. Happy Wednesday. happy Wednesday. I feel like I just talked to you. I mean that in a really good way, though. It's good to hear your voice. Are you doing okay today? Yeah, I feel like I'm yeah, I'm good. I, I thought tomorrow was Friday, so yeah, I'm all I'm all over the place as well. Oh yeah, it it happens like that. I think especially for me, at least, uh, the closer that we get to summer, and my kids are, you know, they're they're gearing up for summertime. I'm kind of losing track of all these things as well. So you're not alone. Don't don't worry, you are not alone. Um, TK, now as one, as a person who, and I don't know the the current status of of if you work remotely or not, but I know that you have in the past worked remotely. Uh, so have I. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk is actually, um, he, can we play this video clip? I want to, I want to go ahead and set the foundation. He's in a conversation talking about people who work from home and that it's a, it's a moral issue. And let's listen to him talk. We'll break it down in a second. Look, there are some exceptions, but I, I kind of think that, that the whole notion of work from home is, is a bit like the, you know, the, the, the fake Marie Antoinette quote, let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like, really, you're going to work from home and you're going to make everyone else who made your car come work to the fact, work in the factory. You're going to make the people who make your food that gets delivered that they, they can't work from home. The, you know, the, the, the people that, that come fix your house, they, they can't work from home, but you can. Does that seem morally right? That's messed up. You see it as a moral issue? Yes. I mean, I see it more as and just it's a, 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 it's, a, a... It's a productivity issue, but yeah. it's also a moral issue. Who wants to get off the goddamn uh, moral high horse with the work from home? Okay. So here's the here's the deal. Um, there are all kinds of people who have all kinds of things to say about this and, and this, this his position on this. 
Where do you stand, TK, on it being a moral issue? People who want to work from home, basically he's saying, well, how can you do that? And you're sitting on a high horse when other people who have to come out of their home for their, for first of all, for their choice of work. You know, if you are a painter, you work on homes, that is something you choose to do. That is an incredible trade, by the way. We've had work on our home before, and we deeply appreciate these people who, uh, we have essential workers, people who are doctors, nurses, people who have to come out of their home to work for something they chose. He's saying that people are sitting on a high horse if they want to work from home. Where do you stand on the matter? Well, I mean, when he starts giving some of his wealth to people who, you know, to, to make everything equally, because he's a very rich man, um, then he can talk. Because at the end of the day, there's there's a series of choices. There's some stuff that happen in life where it's not necessarily your choice, but you have to do, do the things. Um, fortunately, the job that I have, um, and the boss I have, like I, it's, it's a hybrid. So I work from home some days and some days I'm in the office, but that's also optional. I choose to go in the office. I see the value in the office. However, you know, I really worked hard to get a position like that because, you know, it's nice. And, and my job understands that it's nice to know that somebody understands you as a human being versus you as just a worker. So for Elon Musk is like, okay, well, yeah, you can say all of that, but like, you know, where are you working? Where's your office? Because mm. you have several companies. So are you working from an office at Twitter or Tesla? Where, <laughs> yeah. where, where are you work? Are you working from home? Are you working for the moon? Like for you to say that and then have the amount of wealth that you do and not say, you know, say 200 families you know what i'm gonna you know give you some of my wealth because i don't think this is fair that i'm this rich then you need to have several seats i heard that in fact he was in the interview he was sitting i believe at his own factory and he points down below at all the workers he's like i mean they're not at home <laughs> i mean they're building the cars right and so um it's funny what happened, this this transition. It's an interesting climate that we're in after COVID, where all these companies, as a matter of fact, a lot of companies said it's more beneficial for their uh, employees to be at home working. Number one, it cuts down. They, a lot of people had gotten rid of their offices altogether. They weren't having to pay the overhead, mm -hmm. so they cut down on costs. But also... There were a number of different things that people were going through, either feeling very isolated. A lot of people did not want to feel uh, isolated and they wanted to be at a place of work and have you feel like you're getting up and getting dressed and you're doing uh, something very purposeful in your life when you have somewhere to go. So that's some people. Other people felt like I didn't like being around those people in the first place. So I'd prefer to be at home. Right. Uh, so that that was something interesting. But to call it. A moral issue is is I think just an interesting choice of word, but also to say that they're sitting on their high horse is just it, it's it's so pretentious of him to say in my and I think exactly right. what you do. You make all this money, you have all these different companies. It is is such a pretentious thing to say, and I don't know, but I I can tell you this: he is catching a lot of heat for what he has said and he just thinks that um the people like how could you choose or desire to stay at home when 
people who work at fast food restaurants or any restaurant for that matter, or people who have to come outside of their homes to do their work when they have to go to work. But what I say to that, and not all the time, these people have also chosen the jobs that they're in. So I think that's just an unfair uh, perspective on it. Penny Thompson says, I have worked from home since 2007. My high horse has short legs. I am totally grounded. I heard that. And then you can also talk to you about like the pandemic. Like, was he going outside in the pandemic where people delivering food to him? Mm -hmm. Does he have a chef? Does he have a housekeeper? Mm -hmm. Like, is he, I'm assuming he has a really big house. Is he cleaning that house or is he having one of his mothers of his children clean the house? Mm -hmm. Who's cleaning the house? Mm -hmm. Because those people have to come from somewhere. Are they living on his property? So it's like a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm I'm saying this facetiously, but I'm, I'm also, you know, assuming if you have all that money, then you you probably don't live in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. So who's taking care of all that stuff, and where are these people coming from? Where are and you know from? the luxury, yeah. So, so you can wake up at whatever time, and you know you have a personal trainer. He has to come from somewhere to train you. So like, there's all these aspects of that, and you know maybe it was the wrong choice of words, um, or maybe he's just trolling us because uh, I saw an interview that he did with Bill Maher. He thinks he's really really funny. And speaking for myself, who I think I'm really, really funny, I also know that I'm not funny to a lot of people. But he <laughs> thinks he's funny to a lot of folks. So maybe he just thought he this was, you know, a good troll and, you know, it'd be all fun and games. Um, but yeah. Maybe totally in the wrong. You could be right. And speaking of him thinking that he's funny, uh, as a matter of fact, Elon Musk just set Twitter on fire as he wrote in a poll. He said, Who should play Snow White? He has Three white women, and the fourth option is black man Terry Crews. And he has, I mean, <laughs> I mean, talk about trolling. He, what are you, what are you trying to insinuate? Number one, Elon Musk. Um, but you know, I, I digress there. Marcus Atkins says most corporate office jobs, I think, will become more remote as COVID showed can be done, but. The issue from that is monitoring job progress at the comfort of people's home. I think that's definitely the issue and why a lot of people after the pandemic had required their employees to come in at least half time. Like you were saying, TK, partly, you know, you you come in several days a week and then you're able to stay at home. I think that is a, a beautiful arrangement and one that still has to be figured out. Listen, we've not been, this only happened in 2020. (laughs) You know, everything had Mm -hmm. changed and people began to pivot uh, right at that time. So this is still a a very new concept. So I, we have to really figure this thing out before we can start calling people, uh, calling people out for a moral issue. Uh, Mimi says Elon Musk seems to be on his own high horse looking down on the working class. And what's up with his voice? You know, I said the same thing as I listened to the man, but hey, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to clown the man. He, he does seem like he has a difficult time getting a point across. But, you know, um, interesting. Terry Tari says, Marcus, uh, oh, some people don't like working at home. That's exactly the point that I was making. Let's go ahead and move on, TK. We do not have you for a long time. So I want to get your your thoughts on um, Nicki Minaj's mom, Carol Mirage. I mentioned before, she seems like a wonderful woman. She does all of these things. She's a, an author, a philanthropist, singer, songwriter, evangelist. She is a motivational speaker. She's also a playwright. And she has a heart for domestic violence survivors because she also is a domestic violence um, 
survivor. She opened up her own foundation. It's a self-titled foundation in 2013. And it says on the website that it aims to help battered women rebuild their lives and return to a place of wholeness. Now, I think that's completely beautiful. I have one of the things that uh, triggers me is domestic violence. And so I, too, have a love and a heart for survivors of domestic violence. So I will say I love this. But she also decided recently that she was partnering with a surgeon, Dr. Scott Blyer, to give free plastic surgery makeovers to domestic violence survivors without knowing the fullness, because it's 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 not a, a we don't know all of the details yet. But without getting into all of that, just off the top, what are your thoughts about partnering with a plastic surgeon to give free makeovers for domestic violence survivors? Um, I mean, if he wants to do it and the survivors want to do it, then like have at it. Like it, it's kind of no different than not no different, but you know, somebody getting their hair done. Like, you know how you feel when you get your hair done, freshly done, you feel like you can accomplish the world. Same thing if you get your makeup professionally done. If it's something where through domestic violence, like, you know, something's happened to your body where it's, it's disfigured. And somebody can come along and, you know, take care of that and there's no bill involved and then that's going to make you feel happy. And I have no, I have, that's, you know, that's not my call. At the end of the day, it's like, what's going to make you whole? And yes, you know, we, we all love to say, well, it's not about the exterior. It's also what's in your heart. But let's also be honest that, like, I mean, let me speak for myself. When I get my hair done, my makeup done, I get a new outfit, I feel brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel great. I, you can't tell me anything. When I was in my younger days, it was cold as hell outside. I wear a nice dress, some heels, and I wasn't cold anymore. Mm. So at the end of the day, it's like whatever it, that makes that person feel good. And then that doctor is willing to do it, you know, for free. Then, you know, that's that's a, that's a great thing. If it's at the end of the day, it's where it's, you know, where it's costing the person or it's, you know, doing more harm than good, then no, but I don't see how it would do harm um, other than making them feel good. Hmm. I wish I had some more details to this, and I'm sure we'll we'll have more as the time goes out, goes on. The, the, the reason why I say that is when you say free plastic surgery, I'm, I'm open. To, I'm, my mind goes wild. I'm thinking, what does that mean exactly? And how will that help these survivors? Now, if we talked about burn victims, burnt, burnt, burnt people who were in fires and they have burns all over their bodies. And you said we are uh, partnering with the surgeon to help, you know, um, the survivors of, of, of these burn victims. It's a little bit more mm-hmm. skewed. You know exactly what you're talking about because it's skewed directly towards burn victims. When you say just free plastic surgery, my mind is like, OK, are we doing um are we doing breast enhancements? Are we doing BBLs just to help boost your confidence? Or are we saying you were harmed significantly? You, your nose was broken. You have um, different things that had happened to you that maybe disconfigured your face or your body of some sorts. And we are fixing that. I think that actually matters. And so until I know those right. details, I'm not going to be super you know, uh, congratulatory necessarily because I don't know what that entails. I will say this, though, because I agree with you. Anything that helps a survivor feel more beautiful, feel like they want to 
go and conquer the world, something that they had been lacking or that someone had taken from them. I'm all for it. I am all for that. Mm-hmm. I just wish that we had a little bit more uh, specificity here because I, I don't I'm, I'm not talking about breast enhancements. I'm not necessarily happy that you're going to get a free breast enhancement if you're a survivor. I think we can use resources to say we are going to get you free counseling. We are um, so Terry Tari here says I would like the, the free haircuts. The free haircuts, I think, is beautiful or stylings and different things like that. Uh, I'm not going to knock it per se. I'm just not necessarily all the way for it at the moment just because I don't know the details. Does that make sense? Is that a good argument at the same time that hopefully, by the way, I have checked out the website and I know the the aim and the goal for this particular uh, foundation is to help women, specifically women, because she's a woman and she has a heart for women, but to help survivors just in general become whole. So hopefully that that means counseling and therapy and all of those things. But it doesn't necessarily specifically say that. So because of that, I'm a little bit more yeah. wary. Your right. thoughts? Is that well, a fair I mean, argument? It all costs mm-hmm. money, too. So I no, it, it is, but it all costs money, too. So I highly doubt that um, the surgeon is going to be, you know, just handing out BBLs like Oprah was handing out cars. Um, I, I feel like it, it, you know, there's, there's a certain level to it. Like, it's like, okay, you know, you want a BBL, but like, you know, that's, it, it just, I think, I, I don't think it's going to be to that extent, but again, you are, you are absolutely right. Like we don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but just on a cost effective thing, it's just like these operations cost a lot of money. So sure. I feel like they're not going to be giving away, you know, breast enhancements and all the things that are, you know, very much more um, aesthetic versus mm-hmm. something that is like your your teeth or, you know, right. say it's one yeah. boob is smaller than the other. And, you know, there's a trauma trauma there as far as what the, the person said to make you feel sort of like if there's trauma attached to it, then yes. But I feel like it's like, oh, well, you know, BBL will help me make, help make me feel better. Uh, I don't think, you know, I, I don't I think there is there is going to be counseling. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of things in place before they just hand out, you know, plastic surgery. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But I feel like on the ethics thing and also on a financial level, I feel like you have to be a good candidate in order to exactly. in order to even like get that. Yeah, I hear you. And I agree. I do believe that we'll receive more information as as we get closer in time to, to this partnership. And so once we have that information, I'll go ahead and come back on the Raw Report, of course, and bring an update. And then I'll give an update on what I think about it at that time. TK, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you so much for calling into the Raw Report. Let everybody know where they can find you online. Thanks for having me. You can find me on all the things everywhere at TK Trinidad. Awesome. Uh, When we come forward... I have such a beautiful, beautiful artist, a dope artist who I'm so excited to introduce to you guys. And uh, we're going to talk about him, his music, his background and all of that and so much more on the other side. Right now, we've got news, traffic and sports. You are listening to The Rob Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on The Rob Report. More of The Rob Report with Robin Ayers when we come forward you informed about what's really going on Who's got next? and what not to miss in entertainment you're listening to the raw report, report on kbla talk 
money bugging. I just lost my baby, I'm lovesick. Calling up a phone, yeah, I need loving. I just need you right here, I need substance. Yeah, and baby got me bugging. I just lost my baby, yeah, I'm lovesick. Calling up a phone, yeah, I need loving. I just need you right here, I need substance. Yeah, and you are my angel, oh, and you are my angel, oh, and you are my angel, oh. You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. I just wanted y'all to catch the vibe. I just let that, I wanted, I wanted to, you know, to let that play and let y'all catch the vibe. If you are just joining us right now, uh, we've had some some great conversations already about Montana, who just banned TikTok. <laughs> we also talk about Elon Musk, who says it's a moral issue to want to work from home. And also Nicki Minaj's mom, who is giving, she's partnering with a surgeon to give away free plastic surgery to domestic vi- sur- de- domestic violence survivors. So uh, we'll give you more information on that. But right now... The name Uno yeah, joins me in the, the building. building. I'm so building. excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, friend. Absolutely. You know, you are truly, I've known you for a long time. long time. I've watched your journey for a very long time. But you are honestly one of the most talented people that I know. And it's funny because why don't we just give you a proper introduction yeah, here? Yeah, like, yeah, t- yeah, tell yeah. everybody let's what do you it, do and who do you are. Yeah, the name Uno. Um, I'm a CEO of Seven Records. Um, have a bunch of podcasts we got a bunch of uh different things that we create uh lucky summer fest uh winner takes all it's a uh, open mic competition and we give out like five hundred dollars five hundred dollars up to a thousand dollars for the winners that come in so just a lot of different things that i try to put my pot into hand into and just try to you know get it going yeah that you do indeed i mean you have been <laughs> it's it's amazing almost actually because i i have watched you on your journey for so long yeah. It's funny to see, not funny, haha, but it's like wild to me. I'm like, how did you go from zero to a hundred? Because what you've essentially done, it feels like, is you've you've conquered or you've done the um, the guerrilla marketing. You've got that that grassroots kind right. of feel where you have all of these people who follow you, follow your movement, right. and I don't know how you did it. Right. I mean, is it based on, <laughs> is it just talent alone? Is it, what, where does that come from, and yeah. how did you gain all of the, the momentum and the followers that you yeah, have? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to, I thank my parents, really, because moving us around, um, I kind of got to introduce, get to meet a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So, like, high school, going to Simi Valley High School or going to Westlake High School, you get to meet different uh, types of people and what they do and what they offer to the world. So, like, it's different than going to, like, El Camino High School, right? Mm -hmm. So I get to go to – I went to school with one of the dudes, the parents who created uh, the Hawaiian Rolls. So different people that you get Mm -hmm. to just meet and building from that and building those uh, connections really just – kind of led me led me into positions to be successful really that's that's a very interesting perspective and it's funny that you can pinpoint exactly where that comes from because your parent you 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 got it in your dna you and all your siblings y'all got it in your dna because your parents are also also have that 
same type of thrive, that same type of, you know, go get a mentality, which is incredible. And that's great. Um, so you took it and said, I'm going to do music with it. That right. same drive. What? Why music? You just knew you were talented. It was something you've always no, been drawn to. Or uh, Music was always a thing that I was like, I want to have my hand in. But it was never like I want to create music. It was always I want to, you know, own the record label, build up artists, build connections like that, manage people. That was always the goal. That's still the main goal. Um, I only became an artist because my artist on the label was like, bro, you fire. Like, it's time to go do your thing, you know. So they allowed me and blessed me to take that opportunity and, you know, become an artist. But to me, it was always just important to build community and build, uh, build brands and build different things like that. So I just kind of... We do movies, we do shows, we kind of do everything. So I just kind of just go full force with it and, you know, try to take the world by storm for sure. So it was the encouragement of your artists and your friends around you who, yeah. who wanted who wanted you to be an artist. Or an because, artist, yeah. you know, that's what I say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm very impressed by the fact that you, you have a record label and you have right. all the things that you do. You right. do the podcast, you do the festivals, you do all these things. Right. I'm impressed by that, but I told you, you're, and I love your artists. I love the whole movement. I love uh, Seven Records, all Seven Vicious Nightmares. I right, love them all. Right. I, love, I love all you guys. But when I hear you come on the mic, you have a different kind of feel. You have a different kind of, it's a vibe. Right. And uh, is that something that you have sort of um, conjured up? Is that you naturally? Did you study somebody to say, this is how I want to present? Yeah. So, like, I for a while, I was. it was that. It was the battle between do you want to do you want to do this group thing? Just do that. Mm -hmm. Or do you want to be a solo artist? So for a while, I was just in the background and watching Matthew Aaron, the artist on the label, and just really just honed in on him and just watched how he attacked music, different ways he would go about exercising to build his uh, talent. Like, so we would do little things like on tracks where in the, in the beginning, five minutes, like you have five minutes to create a song and we not about to sit here for forever and and record and redo our voices a hundred times mm. and try to just get into that that get into that mode where everything is just like easy it's oh, organic wow. you know yeah. what i mean so it took me a while to get that that creative that artist development mm -hmm. and once i got it i was just like all right now do i want to be an artist and that was just a challenge for mm -hmm. sure how do you split the balance though because you do you still do both how yeah. and how do the people who are around you and your artists split the difference how do right. they how do they um discern who they're talking to at the moment yeah, i'm talking yeah. to uno the artist i'm talking to uno the the boss the boss yeah yeah, yeah. uh we're all friends so we're all, they're yeah, all my yeah. brothers, you know, the day, at the end yeah. of the day, like we're all brothers. So I, they understand where I, where I am and they, they told me to take this position. So if you feel a type of way, if they may feel a type of way, it doesn't really get brought or voiced because y'all told me to, I, I asked everybody, mm, you know what I mean? Okay. And we made sure we were all on the same page and where we were going, how we're going to attack. And, um, that's just, the, that's really just the mindset for real, but yeah, my brothers, they're, they're everything. So they, they understand, you know, when boss is talking, this is that. When artist is talking, I'm very like, hey, so should I drop this song? Like, I'm very hands-on. Mm -hmm. Like, do you guys think this goes, this goes? When it's a different cap, I'm like, nah, we're doing this. We're doing this. You well, know? you seem so laid back. How, how did you decipher 
how you were going to be as a boss. Yeah. How did you decide? You know what I mean? Like that's that takes a lot of development in yeah, and of itself. For People sure. who want to be small business owners, entrepreneurs, that type of thing. Yeah. It's hard to get into uh to a boss mentality. You right. have to learn that. Right. Do you also attribute that to your parents and your upbringing? Yeah, my grandparents, my parents, uh, just watching, just watching, and uh, my dad. He used to tell me um, he went on the phone one time and he's arguing or having a conversation on the phone and we're we're in the back just talking loud. All my brothers, there's a lot of us, like five of us, so we're just in the back yelling and stuff. And he's like, "Yo, be quiet and actually pay attention to what I'm saying, and y'all could actually learn something." So mm-hmm. taking just the thought process of being quiet and listening and understanding where people, how their brains work, and understanding how different people's brain works and and letting that mold who i am and how i am with people and yeah it's still a challenge like Mm -hmm. i'm mellow but Mm -hmm. i'll cuss you out so it's like you know trying to (laughs) get the point right right. just trying to find that blend where people don't take it personal where we're all trying to find the same goal Mm -hmm. and express that that this goal is important and this is what you also want so we're gonna get there and it may Take a little rocky road, but we're going to get there for All sure. All right. Well, listen, when we come forward, I want to I want to drop this song that you have called Danger. Yeah. And I just I, I love it. And I was playing it earlier and it's really a vibe. And so that's uh, actually now that we speak of it, I always talk about uh, yeah. who's got next. And you already on, but y'all, you also got next. So we'll play that right, on the right, other right, side. Right. You're listening to the Raw Report on KBLA <laughs> Talk 1580. Stay there. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at the Raw Report. Keep it locked. You're inside the Raw Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the Raw Report Report. with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. Well, um... I figure, why not? You are here in the building. Uh, this is this is who's got next. The name Uno. Why don't you go ahead and introduce this song to us? Yeah, this is the intro from my new album, Taboo Two: The Dark Butterfly, and this is Danger. <laughs> Stop all the cap and I gotta stay focused. Well, Molly passed, I lost all my hope. Can't 
write her songs and can't write enough. Just see it one time, I'll take as a ghost. Smoking the blunt, I hop in the ghost. Don't look in the stuff, throw my heart out the boat. Shades in the breeze, I can't feel it no more. Only got passion, we go for it all. Look at my heart, it's dark as it go. I ain't stop popping the pills at all. Just shopping, I chill at all. Second one for me in the car. Just first when I feel the storm. Take my life out of the place. play it safe. I'm stopping the pills, I hope I don't fade away. Used to go out for the love, but now it don't feel the same. I'm stopping the perks, I'm putting my life in danger. Look at my daughter, I knew that my life could change. I had to play it safe. I'm stopping the pills, I hope I don't fade away. Used to go out for the love, but now it don't feel the same. I'm stopping the perks, I'm putting my life in danger. Danger, the name Uno. Yes, Penny Thompson says this song has a great vibe. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Mimi says, California vibe. Stand up, stand up. Okay. Uh, Terry Tyre says, your guest seems to be very talented and have a good business side in the entertainment aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, That song is powerful. Uh, You talk about your daughter. You talk, I mean, what was the, the meaning and why would you, why were you compelled to put out that song, to write that song? Yeah, um... I don't know. I was kind of in a dark place, kind of, mm-hmm. um, just recently, just uh, just in and out of, I want to say depression, but some form of it, I mm-hmm. guess. And um, yeah, just my daughter, I take her to jujitsu like three times a week. So mm-hmm. she kind of just like gives me juice and kind of just gives me life a little bit. And so um, that and I had a, I was dealing with a. Um, a girl you know that i was dating she uh she passed away so just a lot of just a lot of heartache and a lot of just darkness was around so i was just like you know kind of in that darkness was like you know i'm not doing drugs anymore i'm kind of like still like there's still positivity in that so i was just like let's talk about that and kind of yeah and kind of just molded into that song i love that i love that and uh congratulations on uh overcoming that because that's that is a feat. Yeah, <laughs> that is definitely sure. a feat. Um, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, too. Yes. And so, uh, and that's something we talk about mental health a lot because so many people deal with it in all yeah. kinds of forms, fashions, and things like that. And you talked about depression. Is that something that comes and goes for you, or is that something that you, at this point, feel like you have overcome? Yeah, uh, I feel like I've definitely overcome um, different challenges and adversities in that area. Uh I'm gonna have a very strong head on my shoulder, so I don't get too down, I don't get too up, you know, like, I'm happy of all accomplishments, but I don't ever get too, like, mm-hmm. we made it, because we ain't made nothing yet, you know, mm-hmm. so just kind of staying in that grounded, and in in between those, you know, I may find myself, like, down a little bit, but yeah. then I always just kind of keep my team around me, keep my brothers around me, my daughter around me, mm-hmm. so it just kind of brings me back into that. Yeah take her to the trampoline place and i'm back you okay know what I mean? yeah yeah <laughs> you know? yeah definitely that's good and it would be kids right, right kids right, will right. do that to you right. which is such you a, could be a going blessing through so much and yeah. you know your kid can 
just look at you and yeah. all that other things don't matter no yeah more. a lot of the innocence that kids have um in in a light it's a natural light that kids right. have you right. know they have not been tainted or anything by the world yet so right. when they look at us this it, it's a, a beautiful thing that they're able to do for us and so i'm glad that you have uh come out of it so what it sounds like is that even in times where you will get a little bit sad it's that's kind of life in general. Right, like right. we get happy, we get sad, you know. Every day. Every single day, but it's not a depression that you're in anymore. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. No, no, no depression. Just kind of just, and I'm too busy to be depressed, really. Mm. Okay, know? speaking of busy, let's talk about your uh, your podcast that you have. Right, right. And t- tell me what y'all talk about, number one. So we have the seven spill where we just talk about everything. Like anything that, everything goes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's Rated all a little bit because everything just goes, you know. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, Uno and Friends where I pretty much, you know, one-on-one interviews, um, talk up to different artists about their music, kind of deep dive on them and their lyricists and what they talk about and how they see the world. Then we have a relationship podcast coming, uh, Uno and Jazz, Jay and Jazz. We haven't came mm-hmm. up with the name yet, but we're doing that where me and my homegirl going to sit down and talk, do all that. And um, I think I'm missing a few. <laughs> we're like, doing a lot. Really we're doing a lot. We're doing yes. a lot. Oh yeah, we have a sports one coming up. Um, with me and my boys, we're doing a sports one, and then we're doing one more, a movie one. I'm a big movie guy, so we're gonna do that. Nice. Break down the movies and shows and stuff like that. Okay, five years comes. Yeah, here we are, May seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. In five years, yeah. where is it that you want to be? What do you want? Do you want to have this conglomerate? Do you want to have an an enterprise? Where exactly do you see yourself? Yeah, five years from now, um, I kind of, I did that once, right? And I, uh, it was my 25th birthday. I was like, when I'm 25, I'm going to have five million, right? Mm. And this was the first time I had hit kind of my depression thing. Mm. And I was just like, my 24th birthday, I was depressed. Like, we were in Miami, uh, 10 deep, money, Mm -hmm. abundance, having fun. Mm -hmm. I could not have fun. Like, I just could not focus and really just enjoy the moment and it was because at 16 i'm like 25 five mil at least you know yeah and that didn't happen so for me i kind of just stay present yeah um i know with the work that we put in and the grind that i put in five years it's it's gonna be you know absolutely gonna be out of here but i don't (laughs) have a necessarily um i don't think i have a a a timeline goal Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. um we only have a couple more minutes with you. I have to I have to shout out your family yeah, um, yeah. who your your grandparents who have the church and so you you were you grew up in church and so does PK. Yeah, PK for PK real for, for real. Like, yeah, your deep, parents, deep your grandparents absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's deep in the family. Um I I'm assuming that God still has to ground you. Still has to play a deep yeah, part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um challenge challenges. Um I definitely have my challenges with that. Mm. I talk about it on a Taboo One a little bit. Um, I have a song, Letter to the Heavens. Y'all should definitely go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, talks about, talks about you know, my dad passing, my brother passing, and my relationship with God a little bit. Yeah. And um, But yeah, I'm finding myself back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went to church for the first time in Easter. So it was a vibe. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grounded. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Me and God are good. 
I love that. I love that. I love your journey. I'm so happy for you. Let everybody know where they can find you because you're yeah. at a million places. Right, you got right, so right, much right. going on, but right. where can everybody find you? Yeah, you, you can uh, Instagram, go on the link in the bio, click that. Uh, Instagram is the name Uno. Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, the name Uno. TikTok, the name Uno. You can find me everywhere on that. And uh, new music and anything like that that you want to hear, you can click the link in the bio or Apple Music, iTunes. I'm there. Uh, same with all the podcasts. I can't tell you everything. <laughs> Go to our YouTube, follow us at at 7.records, and you will find all the podcasts, find everything from the label. Uh, we're doing the seven Sundays, so it's like kind of Good Fridays for Kanye did where we drop in new mm. music from the label every Sunday. Nice. So y'all can check that out, get that going, and it's a vibe. You over here doing it, and listen, you're getting nothing but positive uh, vibes and positive comments from everybody in our YouTube. So thank you so much for joining me on The Rob Report. I thank you guys for joining me, keeping it all the way lit up in the comment section. I truly appreciate you guys. Uh, the next voice you will hear, though, when we come forward is Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. I am your host, Robin Ayers, and remember today and every day forward to be a blessing. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.